1: Welcome all to volume, I think, eighty of the NFC East mixtape. Um, I can easily say the worst of eighty episodes that we have recorded in the history of this great podcast. This podcast you can listen to in any of the four SB Nation NFC East team blogs. That's the NFC Beast to any other divisions. By the way, Big Blue View for New York Giants coverage, Hogs Haven for the Washington Commanders, Blogging the Boys for Dallas Cowboys, and. Bleeding Green Nation for the last undefeated team in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles, the winners of the NFC East Bowl, part one, at least uh, on Sunday night. You can also watch this show on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel. If you're doing that, I imagine you have been made happy in the first 41 seconds. You can watch it on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel as well. And if you are, you will see that I am a man of my word. I am RJ Choa from Blog and the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation. BLG, congratulations, 26 to 17. Philadelphia Eagles got the first one.
2: It's not going to be a good podcast for you, RJ. It's not going to be a good one. A lot of people are waiting for this one. And I will say, to your credit, the one thing I will give you credit and respect for is you know, just like me, when you know the, the Cowboys beat Eagles last year, we pay up our bets. We're not Pete Sweeney here who dips Ooh. out. Um I mean he deserves that shot, honestly. I mean, like I'm just <laughs> I'm
1: just saying, like, that's you know, hey, but you know, he's he's a co-host of mine just the way you are. If somebody's took- a j-
2: if somebody said something true. about
1: you somewhere, I would I would at least give you an ooh, you know what I mean? Like I would, no, I would go fine. that much I'm to back for you.
2: It's objectively true, though. He did it not is live true. up to the bet. Like it's, whether you think that's cool or not. I mean, that' didn't fair. do it. Anyway, so we do that here. Um, Eagles were my lock of the week, RJ. I knew they were gonna beat the Dallas Cowboys. Not only beat them, but cover as well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything, I don't want to hear anything about oh, moral victory or oh, whatever, like, oh, we didn't have Dak. No. No, 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 no. I saw all of the writers, almost all of the writers, maybe not every single one. Most of the writers at bloggingtheboys.com were picking the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. You picked the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. I want to hear like, oh, they were going to lose anyway. No, that is BS. It doesn't matter that they came back into the game when the Eagles had to get the points. They did as they've done all time. I don't want to hear anything like, oh, the Eagles, there's some cracks in the armor. Eagles, have led by 14 points in every single game this season they have not trailed in the second half of a game this season they are one of the very best teams legit i don't know why i have to justify that when they're 6-0 to and also even if all of that was valid when it comes to like the cowboys are you know uh whatever like the cowboys this is actually okay uh, the cowboys uh this is a concerning game for the eagles because the cowboys you know kind of made it close bs because even if that's your biggest takeaway, this loss was really big in terms of playoff implications. This is huge when you look at the percentages, and I'll wrap this up here so you can kind of get your reaction in. But <laughs> the Eagles winning this game, according to Football Outsiders, and this was posted before the game, right. mind you. Oh, this is um,
1: objectively true as well.
2: Uh, if you look at like what a Cowboys win would have meant, the their odds of winning the NFC East. Um, Would have gone up to forty-five percent. Their odds of winning the one seed. This is the Cowboys now. Would have been at twenty-eight percent. That's down to ten percent and eight percent. Or sorry, no, it's ten and six percent respectively. Now the Eagles jumped up to eighty-seven percent of winning the East with the with the win over the Cowboys and seventy-three percent for the one seed. That is huge. The implications of this game were huge. So even if they won by one point and they look terrible and they look worse than the Cowboys, doesn't matter. This win was massive
1: um so first of all you have every right to glow and i want to be very very clear about a couple of things here um we obviously have a lot to get to i mean we have the freaking five and one new york giants to get to as well like who would have thought when we founded the nfc's mixtape that all of a sudden we were going to be busy with all sorts of you know winning uh to get to you know it's it's been a you know been quite the ride uh but first of all we, we got to this a little bit too late but a very happy birthday to you brandon it's seriously the week of blg um, like, you know, great vibes for the Eagles. I said this on Monday, football, Monday on the ESPN NFL show. What a great time to be an Eagles fan in general. Cause your Eagles are six and oh, with this big win against the Cowboys, you get to be off for two weeks while you get to watch the Phillies in the NLCS. Yeah. Like just a perfect lineup uh, of sports, uh, energy for you. If you are a Philly diehard, like you certainly are and a happy birthday to you as well. So just a great time to be Brandon Gowden. Um, and I think everything you said for the most part has very very legitimate amounts of truth to it but, but i think you i think you lost sight of something that we love to say and that's that multiple things can be true mm. so i'm i'm trying to, to come here with things all things that i believe are true now the fir- are you ready like i don't have like a list i thought about putting together some notes but i thought this would be better if we just kind of went at it like natural like off the cuff if you'll allow me so the first thing that can be true and i think some cowboys fans lose sight of this and vlog the boys audience i'm sorry but i will tell you I have been incredibly annoyed and pestered by Eagles fans in my mentions. It is a disaster. It is a war zone in my mentions and my DMs right now. All right, like all these, all these Eagles fans coming at me, uh, taking their victory laps. And you know what? Respect. I. This is why we love sports. This is it, right? Like for for when you win a game like this, to tell the other team how stupid they are, right? To right. tell them how much they suck. Like the so, point. do do it. Like I I respect that. I I don't have a you know, like, I, but again, I do think there are multiple things that are true. So it isn't just like the Eagles are the best team in the world. The Cowboys are the worst team in the world. Now I do think that some people don't listen to the NFC's tip, All right. And shame on them in a lot of ways in life. But mm. there are a lot of people saying like, Oh, Cowboys fans weren't saying that Cooper rush was a problem during the four game streak." Who said like, who, who, you know what I mean? Like that's where like, let's, let's remain connected to reality here. And there's a lot of most of, of the reality is very positive towards the Eagles, but there was not a Cowboys fan out there, a rational one at least, that was saying like, oh, this team is on fire. This team's never going to lose the game. This offense is on fire. I mean, I'm not asking for credit, but like, was this not sort of the, the Cooper Rush that we all kind of talked about here on the mixtape that I talked about? Did I not say that he was not built to come back from a deficit? And I give him credit and the Cowboys credit for narrowing it. That doesn't mean the Eagles suck. But I do think that that is a commendable thing because they did it against one of the very best teams in the NFL, if not the very best one in the Eagles.
2: Yeah, I don't think you were saying that. But again, people are still, a lot of people are still picking, at least on the Cowboys but side of the But I think, I, I
1: think here the reason I think people pick the Cowboys is because, like like, when was the last time you picked, you know, the Eagles when they were legitimate to lose to the Cowboys? Like, this to me... And this is not some sort of like copium, but this feels like at least the way I feel reminds me of the way I thought you felt after the week three game last year, because yeah, because and and, and the teams are not in the same spot. But at that time, the Eagles were one and one right at, at week three last year. At that time, we we the Eagles had not found this, like, rushing identity, like, mm-hmm. you know, having all this success through the run. There was still all this question of, like, well, who's Nick Sirianni? How are they going to be? Blah, 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 blah. So when you lost, I mean, yeah, you paid up on the bet. Respect. All that is true. But it was also this kind of, like, well, I mean, like, what did we expect? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we, we didn't think that, like, the Cowboys were this really promising team at the time. They'd been a lot of, you know, things offensively at that point of the season. And so I don't think you were shocked. You were bummed, but I don't think you were shocked. And that's how I think Cowboys fans feel. So I think they talked themselves into picking the Cowboys because they had won these four games, because the defense had done all these miraculous things. But there were a lot of holes, legitimate ones to poke in it as they were winning games. I mean, they were playing some, you know, suspect offenses and all of it was inflated by, oh, the two Super Bowl teams, division rivals, prime time, blah, blah, blah. But all of it was true. Multiple things have been true, still are true and will always be true. And so I think it was fair to pick the Cowboys. I at least thought the Cowboys would cover. That didn't happen, even though the spread was incredibly large. And I think the Eagles deserve a lot of credit for that. I think the best drive that any team has put together so far this season, uh, I think you could have made an argument that it was Daniel Jones for the Giants in London, but it was the Eagles when, when Dallas made it 2017. That that was a big time, hey, you know, you're know you not always going to like have success. You're, you're not going to have success for an entire football game, an entire quarter, whatever. But when you have to have it, they had it and good for them. I mean, so I think that they are an incredible team and there's a lot to take away from it, but I, I don't fault anybody for picking the Cowboys, at least coming from a Cowboys perspective, because there were some legitimate things there. And, and I think that those things are still legitimate today.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the NFC as a whole is obviously so weak. I'm not saying the Cowboys are the worst team. That's not the argument here. Uh, I'm just saying like, to my point about going into this game and feeling, feeling like it's a lock. And when you were kind of getting excited earlier in the season, because, and I get why, because you were like, okay, the season's not going to be a disaster. So I'm really happy. But to me, it just felt like empty. Cause I'm like, okay, but there's still a really good team in the same division ahead of you that hasn't lost and is better and has a better outlook and certainly has an easy schedule as well. And now is coasting to a one seed, which is a big freaking deal. Um, So I, I just think that has to limit the Cowboys optimism at some level, not even though it has nothing to do with them directly, but because that exists also. Uh, so that's something to your point about the drive, huge, massive. And that's something Eagles have done all season. Like it's mm-hmm. like when we need this thing, we're going to do it. And I think it's not just fluky too. It's like, it really it goes back to the strength of the team, which is the offensive line. The offensive line is like, Hey, we're taking over the game here. You're not going to be able to stop us. We're going to run the ball on you. We're going to mix it in the passing game when we need to and good luck. And the Eagles didn't even have their best player arguably on the team or at least one of the very best in Lane Johnson, who left the game, which is a big deal. They're always, very like, big. Deal. it's like the Tyron Smith effect. So obviously that's, a bit, you know, obviously he's missing for the Cowboys, but he has this huge impact, especially specifically going up against Micah Parsons. I mean, like that's a huge, you know, matchup. They, um, they 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 neutralized him
1: i've never it, seen i mean Mike has got a very young career but i've never seen him be neutralized the way yep. he was against the eagles not and once. not
2: just and not just the offensive line too i want to give them credit but this, i thought the coaching staff like schemed totally. him out of the game some of those plays eagles were running where they had aj brown coming in motion and then parsons was in conflict and then like aj brown would just run by him they did it twice they did it on the fourth and three that they converted and then they came back to it with the touchdown that was so impressive to me and that was like wow like there it is. this is this is cowboys are getting outcoached right now that is coaching right there i don't think that's outcoaching
1: because i think like and that's not like caping for the cowboys i just think it's impossible to defend like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i i I think that like you're right the eagles coaching staff deserves a lot of credit but i think jalen hurts deserves a lot of credit i mean i think aj brown and Devontae smith like i think like they happen to be really good players i mean so it is and that was you know the broadcast talked about that people have talked about in the the days since like it is a thing that is impossible to defend you can be literally what Micah Parsons is one of the most talented athletic dominating defensive players in the game and not be able to stop that like that's that's what I'm saying like multiple things can be true it can be true that that Micah is still just as great as he was but that it is that difficult to stop so I think the Eagles just deserve all credit I don't think that that's like Oh, the Cowboys
2: suck. I think that's just a really great thing the Eagles did. I don't think I've said the Cowboys suck. I think, you know, they're, again, they're one of the few teams in the NFL you can actually say that's, like, not trash. <laughs> There's so many teams <laughs> in the power rankings that are just really bad. Like, the Cowboys uh, have a Nice case. tweet,
1: Brandon. Nice tweet.
2: Yeah, I had to tweet it during the show. Uh, uh, you can follow me at Brandon Gautin to see the tweet that you've probably already seen at this point. Uh, you you
1: sure. couldn't even like I I've, I've done I've worked so hard to like throw flowers and you couldn't even get a good screenshot of me like I had to be like mid talk you know what I mean like it's you're hard I mean you could have said talking. like I was hey, bored. I you said, hey like you know let's anyway, pause for a moment so you can at um, least like you know whatever but I wanted I'm,
2: to highlight uh, some impressive things about the Eagles performance one of them being you know the Cowboys came into this game they hadn't allowed a multi touchdown game. You scored three touchdowns. That's a big deal.
1: Well, they took um, care of that multi-touchdown thing early. Like you know, it wasn't like yeah. they got their second one in the fourth quarter or something.
2: They scored on uh, four of their first five drives. The last drive in the first, they had six drives in the first half. The last one was just a kneel down could have went for points there, decided not to. So I thought that was really impressive. Um, you look at Jalen Hurts. It's not like he like carried the team with his arm, but he played his brand of winning football in general, which is um, and I, and I think this goes to that drive, by the way. I think there's absolutely something to uh and I wrote about this in my winner and losers column on Bleeding Green Nation like p- people always talked about Nick Foles like part of what made him so good during the run he had this calming effect everyone was like they weren't worried they, no one was like frazzled or worried even when the Eagles got into like a tough spot because they, they the leader of the team at that point and the quarter, starting quarterback was just calm even steady and that's I think that's part of why the Eagles are having success on these drives in these must-have moments because the team looks composed. They don't look rattled at all. And Jalen Hurts goes out there and quietly executes. And again, for him to not really carry the team, but to have this good, efficient game where he didn't turn the ball over. um, He had the best, like if you just go by pass rating, the highest pass rating against the Cowboys this year, outside of jalen hurts um who had that wasn't 100.
1: that's a low bar to clear but still like he was impressive i mean yeah you know. but
2: like yeah i'll just read all of them real quick tom brady 87.3 joe burrow 89.9 that was the second highest one behind hurts now daniel jones 57.9 carson wentz 56.7 naturally he had the worst matthew stafford 86.2 cowboys defense really good obviously <laughs> like held, held these quarter i know and no quarterback speaking about the multi-touchdown thing, had more than one touchdown pass. Jalen Hurts had two. So, um, you know, it's not like you lit the world on fire. It's not like he's going to be NFC Offensive Player of the Week, but this was a really important game for him too, especially as we talked about heading into the matchup, a player who had previously not done well against the Cowboys for him to have this game and lead the team the victory was big.
1: So, I think, like, this is going to sound like an insult, but I mean it in the most complimentary way possible. Mm. It was a very... Um, uh, they like, hear me out and I, I don't think you'll be as upset about it as our other co-host uh, Rob stats, Guerrero would. It was a very Jimmy Garoppolo sort of performance from Jalen in terms of like masterfully executing the game plan. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's all Jimmy Garoppolo's. That's why like Kyle Shanahan loves him, right? Cause he, he's just like somebody who will go execute what Kyle wants to do. I'm not in any way comparing their athletic profiles or their abilities mm-hmm. as a quarterback. I just think that Jalen is that in sync. I think the coaching staff has gotten on, on such a strong same page with him, identified his strengths and and built a game plan that works for him and that leans into his skill sets. And it was difficult for the Cowboys to stop. I mean, this, this all lent itself and this benefited obviously the Eagles in, every single way uh, but this this was the game the Cowboys had not had in obviously the fact that they lost but the turnovers turned it over three times and I, I don't know why Mike McCarthy I can't answer he answered and I don't find it satisfactory I don't know why he didn't challenge the C.D. Lamb spot I know you were at the game but watching on the broadcast it seemed very obvious that it was a first down it was a bad spot
2: to... I re that yeah it, during the game I couldn't you know I'm not the benefit of the, game, the line but you're right that was a very bad spot
1: right and so whatever i'm not saying like oh pff, they win
2: the game if that it was whatever but sure. you have to and like, bad spots happen like spot spotting the football is harder than right let's say that i want to bring this up to you this is very important to me what the heck was that non picking up the flag on the blocking the the in the back on tony Pollard? i have no like, idea. how can I've, you possibly I've, I've, argue that I've, that was not a penalty and for okay so whatever you, for argument no, like, part the, whatever you how can you pick you
1: can it like, up i like i don't know that i like i don't believe in the like the idea of makeup calls in general like i think uh, the only time i've ever like truly believed in it was uh monday night football last week when the officials had gotten spooked by arrowhead um but i mean call it a makeup call if you want to but it was it was a very clear foul i mean so you know that worked out for the cowboys it was you a could high arc.
2: leverage play in the sense like that would have been second in 19 from the eagles 46 think, look, instead of first and 10 at the 20 that's a huge swing that's like i don't want
1: to i don't want to poke holes at penalties because there's some some moments that the eagles were not called for things that you know i would argue maybe should. and i'm not saying there were like a hundred of them but like again that's circumstantial to me like what like I think the important parts of what happened and so I wanted to get to this the Cowboys played the game that they couldn't play and and they couldn't play this game with Cooper rush and they managed to not do it four games in a row, which is incredible. These are their first, uh, th- these are the Eagles possessions against the Cowboys. They had the punt, obviously to start off. And then the touchdown where they traveled 80 yards respect, obviously very well done. Next touchdown. They started on the Dallas 44 yard line because of the interception, I mean, so mm-hmm. you cannot, you, you can have the best defense in the world. And I don't know that it, I'm not, I'm not saying Dallas is number one. I think we both think that they're certainly in contention, but you can be the best defense in the world. And if you only have 44 yards to defend, it's a much more difficult thing than mm-hmm. if you have 80. That's just simple math. This The next Eagles possession started on the Dallas 34-yard 34 34 yard line. Next, Dallas 46-yard line. Three possessions in a row that the Eagles started across the 50-yard line. You just can't do that. You can't do that against anyone, let alone against one of the best offenses in the NFL. And – that is where the game was lost. And and that's obviously where Philly built their lead. And then they were able to kind of withstand, you know, the little comeback in, in the third quarter. Um, but that had not happened. And 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 so like people are like, Well, what happened? How did the Cowboys lose Cooper Rush? Like that was it. Like they, they managed to like, you know thread a needle for four weeks in a row. And they benefited, you know, the way a lot of teams do from some poor teams and some poor quality opponents, but they managed to not do those things. And one of those possessions was the fourth down that Mike McCarthy should have, you know, taken a look at whatever. That was the only time I ever felt, the only take that you had that I, I don't think like was proven all the way right was this like Phillies crowd thing. The Cowboys, I don't think were intimidated by the crowd. I do think that the rush after, no pun intended, after the bad spot was panic. That was like, because they were down big that was like we gotta have something let's just hurry let's get it done let's not risk this that that was the only time that the moment seemed a little big for them other than that i think they just got beat
2: i can't is, is mccarthy catching heat for kicking a field goal at the end of the first half there because i thought that was terrible are you kidding me you made a three score game a three score game congrats you're, you're no. a six and a half point underdogs on the road you're down 20 to zero like really no you're not going to go for a touchdown there people are upset about
1: the that's terrible how
2: many times are you going to drive down the field with cooper rush come
1: on i mean i agree with that but i mean i think people had kind of understood the situation and that's where like look by all means like annoy every cowboys fan like be relentless i greatly respect that about eagles fans and i mean that seriously but that's where like every I, i think i speak for every cowboys fan we're all bummed it's all it's annoying it's frustrating but i don't think any of us are shocked that's that's so i think everyone like at that, the, the, the moment you're talking about, I think people had kind of like maybe not waved the white flag and the comeback kind of like wrote people back in. But I think people were like, well, this was inevitable. Right. Like the shoe had to drop. Like mm-hmm. at some point, you know, crap had to hit the fan and it was doing that. I mean, it, it just kind of made sense. And I think everybody at that point, you know, halftime was making peace with like, hey, they went four and one with Cooper Rush. Like how you know what? What right do we have to be mad about this? I think that's where most logical people are at.
2: Mm, yeah i just think that's downplaying the magnitude of the game huge game. no but
1: like that's where like i'm like back to multiple things can be true everything you said is 100 percent accurate this i know you're massive, not
2: disagreeing with it but the but, energy like, i'm getting is like cowboys will be fine they'll play no, again but, because, like, okay they're gonna play again but like a lot of damage has already been done
1: I, but see like the, okay like if if the conversation is like damage with regards to winning the nfc 100 you're right like all like a lot of this is a big blow to that right but i mean when you, one when you add we're not just talking about the east we're talking about one okay scene. but but again when you apply the the context of like this team and, and like because again multiple things can be true and something else that we say a lot is like things change right circumstances change data changes whatever and so at the end of week one like it was true that this team was done right it, it, the cowboys right not the eagles right the, the everything that, that i poked at kind of like showed its ugly head in the week one loss and to their credit and they buckle down they got four wins in a row good for them that has the calculus has changed the variables have changed the nfc the nfl in general is down right like i mean you and i can both agree you said yourself they're one of the like the what five teams in the nfl that don't look like utter trash i mean so i i think i i don't in any way, shape, or form, think or condone Cowboys fans being like, it's okay if we don't win the NFC East. We'll be a playoff team. But like the the barometer has changed. The status has changed. Like they are, you know, pick a measurement, DVOA, DYAR, like any kind of measurement. They are one of the best teams in the NFL right now with one of the worst offenses in the NFL right now. So I think people are really excited and this doesn't diminish that about, okay, hey, look, they're four and two. They lost a game to what might be the best team in the NFL. They're about to get a top 10 quarterback back that significantly changes who they're going to be. It's frustrating that they couldn't pull this one off, but it was going to be a difficult thing nonetheless.
2: So I, one of the things we also say in this show is I am never wrong. And uh, I think <laughs> I had a lot of good takes uh, going into the game when it came to I was like, Cooper Rush is going to turn the ball over. Like, we all know this is going to happen. Because it, he hasn't of course, done it yet. was
1: going to happen. That right. was, it was always, he, he almost, he should have thrown two interceptions against the commanders. They were wiped out due right. to penalty. He put two balls on the ground against the Rams. He recovered one. Tyler Smith recovered the mm-hmm. other. It was inevitable. This right. was going to happen.
2: That said, I don't think it's just a matter of like, I've seen, so I, I brought this up on BGN radio with Jimmy. There was a play when the Eagles played the 49ers in 2020 where, I think um, it was CJ Beathard at that point threw an interception literally to Alex Singleton for a pick six. He literally just threw it at him. There wasn't even any kind of receiver in the area. Just some inexplicable. That was not the case here. Like one of the other big points I made going into the game, this is the best secondary really the Eagles have had going into a Cowboys matchup in a long time. And I thought the secondary players weren't just like benefiting off of really bad like you know whatever dropped passes that turned into picks or whatever. Like they made plays. Darius Slay ran his route. For Michael Gallup, and that resulted in a pick. Uh James Bradbury. Oh my gosh, that dude. Like, so I guess we'll talk about the Giants in a bit, but like, you're the Giants. Are you kicking yourselves? You I, cut I, that I, guy? I,
1: I thought about that a lot.
2: But he's like, okay, but like so but let me read the stat for you. I don't know if you saw this. By NFL next gen stats, James Bradbury has allowed fewer yards than any cornerback in the NFL this entire season. And it's not even close. Like he's been an elite level cornerback. So uh, I thought that aged well. The defense stepped up. I don't think they were. So I I do think if you're going to poke a hole at the Eagles, it could be, well, what happens in the turnovers dry up to some extent? Yes, I agree. That is a concern at the same time. I don't think it's just like, they're merely benefiting off of fluky turnovers. They have playmakers in the secondary who are good. Like they're going to, they're going to be able to force these at some rate, maybe not as high of a rate. And we'll see. Um, What do you want to say? And then I have a question for you after that.
1: Well, I guess like along those lines, again, multiple things can be true. Like we could title any episode that, but, I mean, I'm not and I'm like, I'm not sitting here like there's a lot of like, oh, the, Dak wins that game. I don't know what happens if Dak Prescott plays, but they're far more competitive. We obviously everybody more involved, competitive. But yes, and, it's
2: not just like a lock. Like
1: <laughs> That's that's I mean, again, we're saying the same thing. But to that point, like, that's why, like, I, I said this with John Stolness on Eye on the Enemy on y'all's feed. I was not afraid of Darius Slayer, James Bradbury, because and I know Cooper Rush threw three interceptions, but like, it, of course, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, my my like banking on the Cowboys winning this game did not rest on Cooper Rush's arm. You know what I'm saying? So like I and that's in that sense, like this isn't the most impressive Eagles win of the season to me. They have six wins. So pick pick one. But like I look the the worst I felt from like, a, oh, crap, the Eagles are really good standpoint was after they destroyed the Vikings because they destroyed a, an mm-hmm. offense operating at its peak. This is not the peak version of the Cowboys. Good for the Eagles. They had their way with Cooper Rush, and nobody else really had to this point. But he hadn't really had to do anything. He threw the ball like 10 times against the Rams last week. So I'm very interested from a football fan standpoint, obviously from a Cowboys slant, but just to see what the Dak-led Cowboys look like this. Because I also am curious to see what Dak looks like. I mean, we haven't seen this dude really effectively all of the season, and he was really bad over the second half of last year, but he obviously significantly improves these odds. I mean, it, it feels and this isn't like shying away from the loss, but it feels like a half loss. It's a full loss and it's massive. And it puts the Eagles in the front running seat or, or uh, not front running um, in the like controlling seat, driver's seat, whatever to win the division certainly helps them boost their odds to, to be the number one seed in the NFC. There is incredible value in those things. I'm not diminishing that at all, but like, this the Cowboys already like for five weeks in a row, they've had one foot in a loss already. They've managed to pull that out four times. It just was not going to happen now. So I'm excited to see them kind of start above water with, you know, and I I hate that because like I hate that like this sends Cooper Rush out with a whimper. Because what he did was incredible. Like they're they're going to be a playoff team in all likelihood this season, largely because he managed to keep the ship afloat for five weeks. Most backup quarterbacks in the NFL are not capable of that.
2: I do agree from a standpoint, like it might not be their most impressive in style points. Obviously, I think it's, it's their most important win, again, in terms of impact. That, that's true, too.
1: But, yeah, like, okay, good. You beat the, the Cooper Rush Cowboys. You should. But, like, I thought the Vikings would win that game. I thought that Justin Jefferson would. That That's an impressive performance to me by the Eagles secondaries, like, locking down Justin Jefferson. Like, I think CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup are great. All but, right, let me finish You know, point. It's so not a fair argument. fight.
2: Yeah. Uh, I wasn't even, like, arguing. That wasn't an argument. I'm just saying I wouldn't make the distinction. I think you can say not most impressive, but it is most important. Um, and then I think the scary thing about the Eagles is that, it, like, this could be – they haven't even played a complete game yet. They, they haven't. Hit, we haven't seen them firing on all cylinder, cylinders. Who does? Though? Yet, like uh, I,
1: that's. But that's where I think a crit- there's that criticism of the Eagles is unfair, I think, because people are, and like, I've said that to some degree, I agree. but it's like, people are like, oh, well, they, you know, they, they, like, what was it? Like, they hadn't scored any, like, second half points or th- whatever the thing was. It's like, okay, well, like, who's who's just, like, scoring touchdowns on right. every possession? Like, but I think, like-
2: but I think there's something to that. I think they I think the Eagles have not hit their ceiling yet, is what I'm trying to say. I think you can make the case they have not done that, which is scary for a team that's undefeated. I th- think they, they're still figuring some things out. I still think they, they can click better in certain areas. It's insane how, they are they are leading NFL history no other team in NFL history has scored as many points in one single quarter that the Eagles have in the second quarter as like ever that's insane that's an incra- it's a crazy step I don't know what that is I think I was uh theorizing with Jimmy maybe there's something to they're really good at like kind of um throwing some things out early in the game then kind of taking that information and kind of uh, figuring out how the opponent's going to react to that, and then, but you know, really kind of a, a go hard and attack things at that point. I don't know for sure, but um, you know, let, let's say like they keep doing that. And maybe there's some regression there. But I think they can figure out some of the second half stuff. Or maybe um, they get into games where they need to do it more. And they can. Because they they've can't. proven that. Like,
1: I, I think what it is is, like, people talk about, like, oh, well, of course, they scored on their first. Like, people said this about Kellen Moore. Like, oh, well, it's his it's his opening game script. He spent all week working on it. Right. Like, it should be really good. Right. So I think. if yeah, is a like, discredit? No, I, I know. But, like, my point is, like, and I'm not saying this is the case. But, like, if it, you know, maybe they're, like, okay, let's just, like, work really hard all week. And like build a massive lead in the first half. And then like the. 20 minutes we have at halftime won't be so stressful <laughs> like, you know what I mean like because you you can do more work in the week on tape study and preparation you know in and planning and, and, and scheming things that you want to happen in an entire half than you can do in 20 minutes when you like there is obviously an incredible you know value towards uh, adjusting to what you've seen in the game but like don't bank on that you know what I'm saying like so I don't think that's a flaw of theirs I I, I don't know that it's sustainable but it has been so far like it's difficult to argue with the results.
2: Yeah, I don't know what fully what to make of it. It's very interesting and intriguing. You had a question. Um, yeah, my question for you was like, what is your biggest concern? I guess coming out of this game, not just that, and obviously we talked about the impact of the loss, but I mean about the Cowboys specifically moving forward. Even because my sense is that like you don't are not concerned about a ton. Um, I would say before you answer, one of my biggest questions for them is how Dak looks because I know it's easy to be like Dak's back, everything's fixed. I mean, he was bad. He was bad in week one. That doesn't mean he'll be that bad again, but like he was bad. And not only was he bad, he's coming off an injury that directly affects his throwing ability. And we saw how that happened with Russell Wilson last year. And that doesn't mean it's going to be apples to apples. Like I would be concerned about that. And I know the schedule's easy, but like that's, that's uh, something I don't just feel like Dak's back. All worries are put to bed.
1: So I think the excitement lies and that's what's like the, the primary emotion is, is if Dak, like, I don't like, the first half Dak last year, like the Dak for the first half of the season was remarkable, but like, you don't need that guy, right? Like, like you don't like, again, like they're, you know, like people are saying like, Oh, imagine the Broncos. If, if like the offense was like good, you don't need to be like good to, to be like a super elite team right now. Like, you know, if you're the Cowboys, like this D de- and I don't think defense is sustainable in general, but so like if Dak comes back and is, and I don't mean the word average like average NFL quarterback. I mean like average as far as like baseline for what we know Dak Prescott to be. Like he's he's the average version of himself. I like that. This is one yeah, of the best teams in the about
2: NFL. like fifty percent. Right, right, right. So
1: like if he's just that, and like realize that's still a difficult thing to be. Then this is one of the best teams in the NFL. Obviously, if he's worse, that you know makes you feel worse. If he's better, that makes you feel all the better. But like that's that's where I think all the excitement lies. James Washington still has to come back. A lot of Cowboys fans are like hyped about that. I'm just kind of like, well. Yeah, you know whatever um i i guess if you put value in talents with coming back i still will believe that when i see it um i guess what i'm concerned about is it this this defense can be beat like it, it, this it's not just like they can have the most talent in the world and they might whatever it's fine but they could be beat like and and you know maybe you want to say like oh well nobody else has jalen hurts like i mean whatever but like you're probably gonna have to play him again like you're definitely got to play him on christmas eve but like what if what did if you play him times. in the playoffs what do you yeah, yeah, what if you play him in the playoffs? What do you play, you play him in the NFC Championship game? And like, if you get into a, a like line of thought where you're like, oh well, Dak will just outscore them. It's like, well, that's then you're just who you used to be. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be evolved. I will say, I do trust, and I know you roll your eyes at this, but I do trust Mike McCarthy and his staff. You know, to figure this out Me to too. make them.
2: I trust him too, to RJ. Ma-
1: Look, this is where, and like, I I mean, like. You can disconnect yourself from the like joke here if you're an Eagles fan and and take th- these words seriously from me cuz I would not lie to you all right the Cowboys of old and just because you're better than Jason Garrett's Cowboys does not make you amazing to be
2: to be clear like just because Real you quick you on beat Jason that, Garrett, I said this to you in slack um, when he the Eagles and said fly, Eagles fly I felt I never felt more worried about the Eagles losing the game than that moment right
1: uh that was a weird I I actually think that like Garrett was like trying to like reverse jinx himself you know what I mean like I I really believe that him and that's not like out of loyalty I just think like that's who he is but anyway um so like i don't i'm not trying to give mike mccarthy a parade or a statue because he's better than jason garrett but the cowboys of old they they look at the house money they have in the locker room at halftime right and they say you know what we're gonna go four and one with cooper rush and we're totally fine with that you know what i mean we're good let's get back home let's beat the lions and the bears let's get to our bye i give them a lot of credit and i know lane johnson was out like you know what i mean all these things are relevant but to your point tyron smith is out Dak is out all these things That that is that is a little bit of fight or whatever you want to call it, whatever cliche that they have not had in the past. And so I do trust them to figure this out. I do trust Dak. I'm very anxious to see him, obviously, but I'm I'm worried about the defense, because if Dak doesn't come back and is like Super Saiyan Dak Prescott God mode, then you're going to need this defense. And it was shown on Sunday night that they can be beaten Monday through Saturday by a coaching staff that does enough work.
2: I want to read some of the uh, responses to the tweet that I tweeted out because I think that's relevant here and important to do. Um, oh, can
1: I can I say one thing very quickly? Yeah. So I tweeted out, and this happens sometimes. I'm sure you've been caught by this, um, where people respond to your tweet after the fact and they don't know the moment you tweeted it. Okay, so oh, like I hate that. Th- yeah, it's right. the worst. So look at so the timestamp. Tweeted-
2: There's literally a timestamp on the tweet.
1: I right and I, I'm sure a lot of listeners are people who responded to this tweet and they won't find my answer or explanation satisfactory, but whatever I tweeted out. Um, so you had talked about on our live show, um, uh, what was the special ceremony thing that you thought was the bat signal or whatever that was like two minutes before kickoff, you know what I'm talking oh, about? yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it wa- ended it up being up... Meek Mill. Right. So I tweeted out in that moment when it was Meek Mill, something like the Eagles are pulling out all the stops, something like that. Like this is, you know, makes sense. Cause oh, this is yeah. Super Bowl. Like, but be- because they like, and I'm not saying like no NFL game has like a pregame show or anything like that, but it was it was based on meek Mill. It like so many people interpreted it like based off of them like trying hard and saying like that that me saying the Eagles trying yeah. hard was like them. It was it was nothing to do with like the game. It was the meek Mill performance. So well, that's uh, also meek your Mill. bit
2: too. Anyway, it's more it's like well, not like I mean, a full take. It's a bit, but. Um... Not oh, to defend whatever. you, but I mean, it's just true. I mean, it is a bit by you. BLG comes to um,
1: RJ's defense. Interesting. All right. Um, your but tweet is it is silly,
2: you... no, silly that you're like, oh, Nick Sirianni said, oh, how about them Eagles? That's so I want to get, like, get to that, but let's get like, to your tweet first. He can say is that. It, they beat him. It doesn't wa- matter if it's not I original. Get,
1: do you want to get to that now, or do you want to get to your
2: tweet? No, I want to get to the tweet because um at uh, Incog Brian, a loyal listener, uh, Schrodinger's Cat Toys, their display name on Twitter, I'm throwing a flag on the weak bet payout rj have to sharpie the shirt at least a tape piece of paper is the weakest of sauce i did say um that that was okay for you to wear in part because i mean what else are we gonna do i have to get like we had the i'm on a time crunch so we have to record this podcast at the time and you started it live so it's not like i really had much of an option i feel like practically it does make sense that you do this uh because i don't know like it, that's so okay I, wait you need to explain things more to
1: the podcast audience because they're not everybody's like seeing what you're seeing so so rj's the, wearing did we my, talk so about the, the bet was if so and two. the bet was twofold um well now that the cowboys have lost i have to write an article um saying why the eagles are the best team in the nfc and i was going to do that but brandon needed to record this early not to throw you under the bus birthday boy but um so I, that is still happening and Brandon will share it on Bleeding Green Nation and you yep. can all enjoy it and that's fine. That just hasn't happened yet. You know, we have jobs. We have things to do. That's part of our job. Um, yeah, and the well, other- that's part
2: of what I was going with here. Like in terms of you getting a t-shirt, like you, I know right. you have a kid. I have like, I, it's hard to sometimes get a thing. Um,
1: so the, uh, the, what I had said and I should have planned ahead, but, um, was I was going to get it like a plain white T-shirt and write, um, beat like mimic Nick Sirianni's shirt from last year that said "Beat Dallas." I added the "They did it" part. I didn't have to do that. I just rubbed it in a little bit more. Uh, but I have a, a piece of paper that I taped in my shirt. But I did it nice and big and made it center, yeah. like in the and camera. You can
2: see it? That's what I was. That's what I wanted. I was, right. and honestly, if you did it on a T-shirt and it looked worse, then I wouldn't be happy with that. I just wanted it to be right. front and center. I'm, I'm not going to defend you. Uh, I'm going to defend my decision to allow it. Mm. Um. Uh, we also have RJ's Halloween costume this year. is going to be an Eagle Uh Right uh, now, dude, he's probably crying about I su- how we-
1: I swear to God, Nick didn't wear the highlighter as like an F you to me. Like, I I really believe that in my heart of hearts that like the one piece of satisfaction I could have gotten, he took away. <laughs> he does listen to the podcast.
2: Um, uh, I'm looking, uh, you can see the excuses in rationalizing forming on his lips. So that's a good call what? out by Bird's fan in Kansas City. Um and then mm. I don't know how this one is in here, but at Chewy, the dog tweeted a screenshot of you saying good win by the Eagles. I don't know what the context of that is because they cropped out the timestamp, but <laughs> I don't know if that's edited, but I, I just like that. Um, Did you have something
1: else? Oh, you were talking. So these are the replies to your no. tweet that you were talking about.
2: Yes. The tweet. Okay. I The screenshot of you
1: oh i thought you wanted to talk about a tweet about the game like okay this was just trolling okay so last thing and then we can um move on i guess since we've spent 35 minutes on this although i'm i'm sure that it's not enough for some um but look i know a lot of people were looking forward to this i'm trying very hard on my end to deliver my one thing and i actually say this from a point of respect nick sirianni like so first of all I talked about on, uh, on Monday Football Monday on the ESPN NFL show. I don't know if you saw the Seahawks um, after they beat the Cardinals. They tweeted out um, Pete Carroll edited over the Cliff Kingsbury photo of him in his house or whatever from the, the virtual draft. Yep. And it's like, dude, this joke is old. You know, <laughs> like, like this, this, you know how many people have done versions of Cliff on the couch? You know what I'm saying? How many people have superimposed their face? Like, it's, a, it's an old entire joke. Like, roast, drag. Destroy your division rivals, but do it in a clever way. Be Brandon Gowden. Brandon Gowden is always finding. One of my favorite Brandon Gowden headlines of all time was when Jason wouldn't unretired. What was it? Um, It was like Cowboys hire failed commentator, (laughs) like whatever, like, you know, old man
2: commentator. Yeah,
1: exactly. Live in the moment. Be smart. Be creative. I'm just asking for ingenuity here. So that being said, Eagles fans drag us. I'm, I'm totally fine with it, but the like VHS line again. Like let's. Let's just inspire some more creativity here. Like, I'm challenging your level of trolling. That being said, how many people, how many teams have beaten the Cowboys in Mm -hmm. the last 30 years and said, How about them insert whatever coaches have done? A lot, a lot of people. Like, and the other thing is, like, You know, Eagles fans, chief among people, like to be like, "Oh, stop living in the past! Like, why? Like, the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in thirty years. Like, why are you out here? Like, why are you out here living off of this line?" And here's the thing: Nick Sirianni just dog walks the Cowboys. Like, Nick Sirianni doesn't need to be like flexing. And I was, I was prepared Mm. to come here and say Nick Sirianni completely learned his lesson when he wore the shirt that my sign imitates (laughs) right now. All right, and I, I thought it was silly, but it was justified and he has the results to prove his his process out and saying like I, and I give him respect for accountability right and you said he listened to the fans he listened to the team that wearing the shirt was not a good idea kind of blew up in his face whatever he called it stupid on his part with you all the way but dude don't like it felt that felt like like, the same guy that wears the Philly shirts and the Sixers no. shirts. Like, try, trying to be the coach that Philly wants them to be. Like, like cussing at the end of the, the game. Like, just felt like, okay, <laughs> the game is in hand. Let me flex my narrative muscles and do my, like, you know, catering to the fan base so no. they can love me. That's, and like, saying, how about the Eagles? Like, again, dude, come up with something better. Like, you just beat the crap out of them. You have the best team in the NFL right now. You are undefeated. Like, that was the one Lame thing that Nick Sirianni did the whole time.
2: How many Eagles coaches have said that, that you can remember?
1: You know why Doug Peterson is a baller? Cause he didn't have to say that. Doug Peterson oh just like walked the walk. I mean, and that's why I am still afraid of Doug Peterson. Like, I mean, th- this was a little brother move and it was a mm. shame because he had a big brother no, performance the entire time. You're just so
2: hurt by it. Uh, uh, no, right. how, how could to I be hurt by it when 50
1: million people have done You're it for the last it. 30 years?
2: Uh Like, and that was loser energy from the Cowboys, by the way. And okay, I don't know the full context of why it, Jason Kelsey got tackled, but it was it was not a good look, I will say, for the Cowboys to be doing that after they clearly had lost. That was like some sore loser shit right there, I will say. If you and- want to,
1: if you don't want to, like bag on Sirianni for the cussing which followed that, that was the process. Fine, whatever. I'm cool. If he's defending his guy, by all means, like you know, in that that's case, who he is. Like-
2: that's not inauthentic. That is not inauthentic. No, that is th- that's family. what I'm
1: saying. Like I'm willing to believe that with regards to that moment. But the how about the. Eagles thing that's front running to me that's placating to the fans like dude just be happy that you're a successful coach like you don't need every single Eagles fan to love you
2: well whatever I think Sirianni deserves a lot of credit for this win by the way in part because I think a key point you're missing about why he said that was a mistake last year when he wore that shirt is because he said it's about us it's about like it's about playing for each other. It's not about saying how playing. about the
1: Eagles is not about you then. It's, it's you're making it about the Cowboys. It's a, fun like, moment. It's a throwaway moment after a game. It's nah. not the, it, it was not again, his message in front of the team. It was Did a masterful night that he didn't he like, he just let it be. The like, locker like, room. It, like, again, there needs to be like some who level cares? of creativity. Say something new. He should have said something. He should have said something about what wants. Demarcus Lawrence said. That would have been funny. That would have been clever. Like, Demarcus Lawrence, by
2: the way, who got bad luck for him. Uh, you know, oh, it doesn't count unless, you know, you play us. I mean, I mean guess look, what? Dylan hurts put his best game against of any quarterback. To, to be fair, you.
1: Demarcus Lawrence talked about Tom Brady and the Bucks before week one, too. Like, that's just kind of his thing. Like, I know it's I been mean, his the,
2: thing, but like, he didn't back it up. So like, you know, not the but best. But he did looking.
1: back it up against the Rams. He talks every week. Like, well, that's just kind of who he is.
2: He didn't back it up by his play, too, by the way, because he did not have his best game. And there are I some mean, clips out there of Jason Kelsey, like, freaking putting him on his butt, just like bullying him and making him look
1: bad. So my, I
2: really enjoyed that, too. We
1: need to get to the Giants, but my My peace offering here is Cowboys fans, Eagles fans, let's retire vhs jokes santa jokes batteries all like you know what i mean like let's challenge ourselves to higher levels of creativity and come up with new things for new generations to enjoy that still instill and spark the same levels of hatred and disgust
2: but, but not like the san diego padres videos that are going around. oh god if you haven't was, seen those on yeah. twitter um like look at like a philly fans twitter account because and i retweeted one and they're yeah, so bad I mean, they're no, awful. They,
1: like i'm asking for going good...
2: to the world series it's a lock. like that's the worst vibes i've ever seen I, I'm asking for good content to be clear, but just new content. That's don't all. make a, <laughs> don't make a cheesy rap video is, is that is yeah, pretty low bar
1: to clear. Um, okay. Uh, let's take a break here. We're from our sponsors. And then we'll talk about the five and one New York giants.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team.
1: Welcome back. The Giants just will not let the Eagles have a moment. No, no, no. Every the single demon. team, every team in the NFC East won in week um, in week six, except for the Dallas Cowboys. In mm. fact, if we dismiss the Commanders, which we're kind of doing, Carson Wentz had his surgery. He's gonna he's gonna miss the return trip to Philly. I know you're bummed, um, but. Um,
2: I mean, that is a bad development for the Eagles in multiple ways, but
1: I actually think this is a bad development for the NFC East, but this is the Giants moment. Mm -hmm. So that being said, uh, the the three teams at the top, probably all playoff teams, right? Like if if we had to pick playoff teams right now, I think we're, we're both picking all three of them. Again, part of that is ahead
2: last week, like Giants are making a wild card and stats is like, "Mm," I'm like, have you seen the NFC? What is
1: You know what stats also poo-pooed was me saying that the falcons had some very good vibes going with their throwback uniforms he was like oh Mm -hmm. who cares throwback uniforms what happened falcons dropped the niners
2: Stats kitchen oh sorry no it was pete earlier i thought i I thought i was trashing stats he's catching a lot lot. um but they don't they don't listen
1: the falcons should wear those uniforms all the time by the way the gold stripe on the side is
2: just incredible but anyway
1: um so the top three teams at the end of the nfc east have three losses between them obviously the eagles don't have any Two of those losses are to each other because the Giants obviously lost to the Cowboys and the Cowboys lost to the Eagles. The lone loss of the top three teams in the NFC beast came to the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Holy crap. Look at this.
2: I will apologize to the Giants for uh, and Giants. For fans. not believing
1: the way I did. Yeah.
2: I mean you which you backed off of. You predict them to win the division because <laughs> you got caught up in a moment and then you instantly backed off of that. But there were
1: things to get caught up in. Like that's what this season is is kind of well, proving. I was
2: also, but we I think we've been consistent on that. I, I think you and I have been probably about level on in terms of like where we actually expected the Giants to be. I don't think we've disagreed on them very much, which is funny because you get a lot of Giants fans are like, you guys don't give enough love to the Giants. I, mean, I think we've been very positive on them, do you, especially do you relative agree? To others.
1: Do you agree that the Packers are not this kingmaker? Like, good for the Jets. Like, no, in, yeah. in, enjoy, like, enjoy your win, Jets. You know what I mean? And that was at Lambeau. It's a little bit different, but still, like, not a kingmaker sort of thing. But after this Ravens win, like, okay, now you're a little bit real. And I know the Ravens are, are like kings of choking away leads and stuff like that. No, it's still – this is a high-quality win. I, I've said this to Ed Valentine on the Espanation NFL show, but mm-hmm. I feel like every week the Giants have the best one they've had in a decade.
2: Well, it's also a low bar. There's, right, there's a lot of opportunities <laughs> for that. I will say, I, I apologize to the Big Blue View listeners, the Giants fans, that we didn't talk about the Giants second. Obviously, that wasn't just going to make sense with the context right. of the Eagle Cowboys game uh, going forward. If the, the Giants are second, the NFCs to talk about them second. You know, we will adhere to that moving forward. But it just didn't work out this week. But uh, you know, shout out to the Giants. They're allowed to have their fun. Um, I still don't like fully buy them, and I don't think you do either. I mean, that being said, I have them. I think like eighth in my power rankings. I moved them up. Like they're. They, again they are respectable they're they respectable number five they're, for me okay they're a team that they're not but like they're not it's weird because they're a team that hangs around they're tough in a given game but they're also not like a scary team right no one is scared of like getting blown all these games are one score games and um uh i was gonna say sustainably that's not the word i was looking for um historically over a longer span of time you know these one score games are not sustainable you're not going to win all of them you're going to get bad luck sure. at some point you're not going to get the well, breaks. You're, you're not going to get ahead, Lamar sorry. Jackson. I mean, like the Giants won this game and deserved to win. I believe that. At the same time, like Lamar Jackson gave the game away. Like it was pretty bad. Like he, he just like, <laughs> like that. That's not what Lamar is typically going to do. And I say this as someone who has criticized Lamar. Um, but uh, but yeah. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, I like I wasn't shocked that the Giants won this game because I, I watched this one full. In the vibe, you know, I love vibes. By the way, RJ, check this out. Um, is this the, not the perfect uh? thing made for me have you seen those these? are mints uh they're are... it's it's gum it's uh sour patch yeah, but kids it's, flavored gum
1: but it's it's trident so trident. it's it's, it's, me- it's meant to be some sort of like mint no it's What's trident sour patch kids vibes yes look i'm just vibes. saying like the, the purpose of that is to make your breath smell better ultimately
2: yeah i mean it's not like minty flavor obviously but um anyway uh but the vibes were working in the giants the giants have the vibes going for them right now i'll say it i'll i will. I will give them that. I will I will certainly credit them and that. That's all I Brian Dable. that Dable like, deserves a lot of credit. I thought yep. Daniel Jones didn't have like the sexiest stat line, 19 and 27, 173, 6.4 average. He had two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a one uh 12.1 pass rating so uh, certainly it's not like a it's a good pass it's a good stat line but like you know he didn't even pass for 200 yards but like he looked legitimately good like i was watching a lot of his passes and i don't think he ever really put the ball in harm's way and i think that's something that ed valentine did touch on on the SB Nation nfl show with you and pete is that he hasn't done, a done a it all job. season ed said yeah yeah uh he did have like a fumble but that was at the end of the first half when they were trying to do a hail mary um so like that's a big deal the fact that he's not turning the ball over anymore is massive and I just thought he made like a lot of high quality throws. It wasn't even just or like like good simple throws. Like he just kept executing and didn't make mistakes. And um and that goes a long way. And it's not like he has a great receiving core to work with right now. You know what I mean? Like look at what well, look all at all their
1: big things have missed. Like Kenny Galladay, Kadarius yep. Tony, Sterling Shepherds out. I mean I I'm totally with you. I, I, they're going to be very New York football's back. I mean we'll see back, what happens baby. to the Yankees tonight. Um, let's do the like look at their schedule game. All right, so the Giants yeah. are five and one. Um, they are at Jacksonville this week. Tom Coughlin Bowl. So Giants win or loss?
2: Um, I think so they, they drop one of the next two in either well, Jacksonville yeah. or Seattle.
1: It's, that's Seattle game. That is a fun game all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Giants at Seattle. Like I would have never thought that that would have been the case. Uh, but I'm fine. So they're 6-2 and two at the bye. Be super thrilled. Be pumped. Okay. Coming mm-hmm. out of it, Houston. Duh. Right
2: yeah it's in at home home so
1: they're seven and two then uh week 11 the week before thanksgiving they have the detroit lions by the way i think i'm ready to say i've been ready for a while like I've, I have this take where it's like nobody gets more credit for losing than Dan Campbell does. It's like, mm-hmm. oh well, they they lost and they were really in it, you know. So like, good that for the lions. Even been the
2: case this year. Like, that's well, so that's not even the case. So anymore. you
1: you were the person who said that they could be this year's Lions, right? The Giants, they're yeah, better than It's
2: wrong. they are better. <laughs> but do you they're know? Like the good br- version of last year's lions? So like.
1: I think we obviously think it's dumb to like assign wins to one person, like whether it's a quarterback, whatever. But if you're going to assign them to one person, the coach is like obviously kind of a good one to do that for. Um, Again, it's still a stupid practice, but Brian Dable already has more career wins as an NFL head coach than Dan Campbell. So um, good for Mm -hmm. him. So we, we have them at seven and two through Houston. We both think they beat the Lions.
2: Um, I we just crapped on the Lions, so I guess we have to. <laughs>
1: eight and two, then at Dallas on Thanksgiving. I know you're gonna be silly, but the
2: Cowboys already beat them and Dak will I think they'll know. lose. I don't think so. they're still like again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. why I legitimately no, don't no, think they're no, ready like, to hang with the big boys. They're not right like that receiving those receiving talent d- issues, these issues are gonna show up.
1: But but if you're eight and three, like that's not saying you're not a big boy. You know
2: what I mean? <laughs> that's so okay, eight well, and I three. Well, I think the big boys are it's a very exclusive tier. I think it's like the Chiefs, it's the well, Eagles. So that that kicks off right now
1: that thanksgiving day game at dallas kicks off four divisional games in a row for them so we have them at eight and three washington the next sunday dub right
2: although i will say if there's ever a team to not like be actually good and but can win the super bowl (laughs) it's the new york times
1: nine and three through washington we both have them losing at philly or sorry that's at home um so that (sighs) but that puts them I mean, maybe you're. I, what, I have it, that
2: it, as the first Eagles loss, actually. That game. okay,
1: so so maybe you're willing to like conservatively split the series between the Giants and Eagles. And for what it's worth, the Eagles did lose there last year, uh, uh, you know, and that was against Joe mm-hmm. Judge. Um, mm-hmm. So that puts them at nine and three. Um, I think right? they
2: lose one of the Commanders games.
1: Okay, fine, but then the other games to end the season for them are at Minnesota, which That's a I, be- I believe in them, and then um, Indianapolis, which yeah. I know they've the had a win cute, that, cute little win against the Jaguars, but the Colts remain frauds. Um,
2: and then that week 18 game might not mean anything. Eagles play the uh, host, the giants.
1: Right. But that could benefit them.
2: Right. You know, but I'm that saying it might not mean anything for really, Philly.
1: Yeah, um, man. Um, good for the giants. I mean, I, it's annoying that they're now like a problem. You know what I mean? They're like something you got to pay attention to. They, they're a tough monitor. team.
2: They hang around, um, play smart football, take care of the ball uh they're they're scary in terms of like what they could be next year if they really get this offseason right and they have a front office now that can um they're a scary team I, I still think the saquon thing could work against them because of the contract if they he, him d- he does win. look
1: he's the best running back in the nfl right now i mean i know nick chubb is, is nick chubb but like i would take saquon and feel i wouldn't be sad I, you know what i mean like if we would had a draft and i landed saquon i would be very I very think,
2: with yeah but the, i think the floor there scares me still because i think he could get hurt and that would be a big and know that would like mess up their offense too in a big way so i think that that can be a big undoing still but a lot they do have a lot of things going for them and uh, and I, I think Giants fans deserve it. You know, they, they've they stuck the with this team. The super impressive thing to me is,
1: is like the path I outlined for the Giants was because we said, like you said, we've been level. We said that they're – like Daniel Jones is an athlete, right? Like he has athletic traits and athletic qualities that can be molded into, you know, a functional quarterback. We've seen that happen many times. And so we thought like, man, what if? Like it's a long shot, but what if like he has a Josh Allen type bump with Brian Dable? That hasn't happened. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're still, you know – the way they are like, that's impressive. Like I thought, I thought that was the only way that they could, they could potentially do something like this, but to their credit, they're finding ways they're benefiting. But I I mean, you make your own luck. And I think that well-coached teams survive the chaos that like crazy NFL games bring. I thought the Ravens were that. I mean, I still think the Ravens were that, but maybe they're just, you know, a little bit more Raveny than usual.
2: Yeah, Lamar, not the MVP. I think we can say at least. Well, I mean, not like not the favorite think, right now. Certainly, I think that kind of right now,
1: if the season ended today, MVP is Josh Allen. I'm sorry to yeah. Jalen Hurts. And no, I think um, most
2: people would agree, with Josh Allen. Right,
1: and I think Coach of the Year. Again, this is not a shot at Nick Sirianni, but it's Brian Dable. Like, and it will help oh, him yeah. that he's doing it for the Giants of all teams. But may alive. I mean, In the first
2: know. year, first year, the first year right. bias seems to be pretty strong. Um, and that's, it's also more impressive from a standpoint of their, you know, finding their footing and everything. I will say, I think underrated thing about the giants is, uh, their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. Mm-hmm. Like that was a, that was a really smart hire by we, them in terms of
1: not to pat us on the back where we said that that day.
2: I know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you're the Ravens, he wasn't the problem with the defense last year from the standpoint of, they were so hurt. They were like the most injured defense in the league. They were like, you know, playing these six string cornerbacks. It was like, everyone's hurt he was the big reason they were bad like no (laughs) like they just they they needed to get healthier and that was a big um hire by them as well they they have good they have a good coaching staff on the whole it's not just dable is my point like their defensive coordinator is good mike kafka seems to like be Mm -hmm. doing a good job with offense, given the limited talent they have um so yeah it's just they're a smart organization again which is that's that's the regardless of their record that is scarier than anything
1: well, and they were a smart organization the entire time with limited quarterback play. You know what I'm saying? Like if like they have been a thorn in the sides of both the Cowboys and the Eagles in the past with very average quarterback play. So if they can get just good, not not even like elite, it's just good quarterback play. That also is a frustrating thing to consider. I have two final things and then we can wrap. Are you ready? One is Cowboys, one is not. But technically, not. this is when we're supposed to talk about the Cowboys because we just got to the Giants. Talking about the commanders. I mean. You know, we actually, I think we already gave the commanders some love because we did the live show during the commanders game, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll see
2: how how things go for the commanders this week. Uh, And then I want to briefly touch on the commanders because I have some thoughts.
1: So, I don't know if you saw this, I know you have already done your power rankings for uh, and Green Nation. I don't know who um, you all curate uh, in yours, but for us at at Blog of the Boys, we do NFL.com, ESPN, USA Today, Yahoo, CBS Sports, The Athletic, and Sports Illustrated. So, so I'm just mine. What's that,
2: coward? So you use mine,
1: coward. Well, I don't have yours by the time we have them out, and you know I, I'm not going to use every ESPN site. you. Know what you. I mean? uh, anyway, uh, so the NFL.com took the Cowboys up from ten to six. ESPN dropped them from five to six. For what it's worth, I dropped them from six to seven. USA Today upped them from five to four. Yahoo kept them at four. CBS kept them at six. Or, the Athletic bumped them from seven to six. Uh, Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated dropped them from seven to ten. So, but, I mean, I thought the NFL.com rank was low last week, like ten. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, oh, best to in the NFL, but that was still a little bit low. So it maybe low. It's
2: hard to find nine, but teams. Yeah, high.
1: that's, that's I mean. what I'm saying. So, like, maybe maybe the big rise there was due to that, but I thought it was amazing that USA Today bumped them, that Nate Davis bumped them from fifth to fourth. The only, teams he, ha- the only teams he has ahead of the Cowboys are the Chiefs, or excuse me, the Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles, I think in that order. I might be wrong, there. but those are the three teams but I like i might i mean my thought was like so like we're we're super attached to this and that's why i think the mixtape is awesome right because and that's what people say by the way it was such a great and fun week for the mixtape we love you all we're very yeah. excited this show is you know, made it a great week this show is one of the more fun things that we do um so we're very excited to see how we continue to grow and develop and evolve by the way tweet at michael Kist nfl to tell him what evolutions you want to see to the nfc mixtape um but i do think and that's you know the our jobs. But I think it's interesting to see like the national perspective on our teams. And so I think we both saw some flaws in the Cowboys and you know, the Eagles, whatever, but you know, I think we both also saw some like signs of positivity and things like that. But I thought it was fascinating that so many, and these are just the ones that we curate uh, that so many outlets bumped them. NFL.com USA today, um and the athletic and then they were status quo at both yahoo and cbs like that's amazing to me like that that so many people on in unison who want and it wasn't like this game was just like buried in the 12 o'clock window or you know on at the same time as bills chiefs no like the whole world watched this and everybody kind of agrees i thought that was really interesting
2: i think you have to put them outside of the top five i have them at six in mind so still you know respect but also part of that is just they're not good teams like so you have them <laughs> higher than me because i'm um, at seven yeah seven so who do you who do you, you should put you with the giants over them did you not
1: i have the giants at five
2: yeah okay yeah so you did um i have the giants right below them at seven i have uh the viking so i'll just read you my top six um bills one um they're first in dvoa and point differential but like i think the Eagles are right there though i think they are sure. right there Eagles are second uh chiefs are third i think those three are all ob- also in a, their own Some tier. amalgamation
1: because I, yeah, I have i have bills chiefs here. Bill, I have Bills, Eagles, Chiefs. Those are my top three. Yeah,
2: some kind of tier there, and then it's the next tier for me that drops down the Vikings. Um, yep. you know, only one loss since to the Eagles, and then I mean, they look a little shaky. I'm not like like full in on them, but whatever. Um, they're certainly the second best team by far in the NFC. So we and both then,
1: we both have them at four, Who do you, and I have the Giants at five. And the
2: Ravens still because like I like you know obviously I just talked down on them and Lamar, and they lost to the Giants, but right. like. They've also had these, like, they, their win probability has been so high, like, like late in these the, games. Re, and the
1: regression will benefit them.
2: Like, yeah, when they, exactly. exactly. So, they're, like, they're going to be fine, although. You know, they're my always, number six, for what it's worth. But I couldn't put them above bit. the Giants after Sunday, so. Bengals are still hanging around in the NFC North, so maybe not. I so agree with line. that. Uh, but um, we'll see. Anyway, not that podcast. I, I want to get to the commanders quickly, because uh significant news. that Carson Wentz might miss at least four games. If he does go on IR, that would cement him being out for the Eagles game which is bad news for the Eagles for multiple reasons. Number one, I think you can make the case that Taylor Heineke makes the commanders a, like, I don't know if their ceiling is as high, theoretical ceiling, but I think it does raise their floor just in part because like his rushing ability. Wentz can't like move around anymore. Heineke can move away from pressure and kind of make some things happen on the run. Like Wentz can't do that anymore. It it
1: also gets rid of the thing. Like, I don't in any way think that, I mean, you know, that Brett Ripon is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. I'm not saying that Russell's awesome. But, like, right now, you got to get rid of the thing. You know what I mean? If you're the Broncos. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get rid of the thing to just, like – right. you, you, exactly that's what i'm saying like and and like you know i know russell has this like hamstring injury now but like you got to get rid of the thing and and carson wentz is because of ron rivera the thing and and some of you know obviously oh, carson's past well yeah too, his yeah. himself i don't think that carson has done anything wrong in the way he has in the past in washington you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think i think as far as his time in washington he's just been like a good soldier um but it's not true he's know. the
2: same person though like he's the same not leader and that's an issue any case um he's out uh it also is probably good news for Washington from the standpoint of like I, I don't know the Carson Wentz plays again this year because if Terry yeah. Heineke playing well then you obviously keep him in and, and if, if he, he sucks stinks, then you just then write it out and it's a lost season and why would you put Wentz back in when all that does is serve to raise his snap count to the point where the commanders are going to have to give up a second round pick instead of a third round pick and the Commanders are already so far behind and are in a very competitive division with three teams ahead of them. it's not like well, the division's open, so we can still make a run at it or run at a wild card. Like, no, you can't. And you've already lost to um, the Cowboys. you have already lost to the Eagles. So uh I think it's actually kind of bad news for the rest of the East and actually kind of good news from a long-term standpoint from the Commanders. Although, in reality, there is really no good long-term news for the Commanders as long as Dan Snyder is there. Uh Who do they have next, by the way? Commanders, uh, uh, the Packers at home. Maybe a winnable game. More <laughs> <prize>. <laughs> bad but uh, also very losable Then they get the Colts uh, in Indy they play the Vikings at home and then they get the Eagles in Philly that's their next four I'm so bummed that he won't beat the Colts in those games Uh,
1: so they're two and four right now? now
2: they by the way they did not even outplay the Bears like they beat the Bears but they did not outplay them like the Bears outgained them the Bears went zero and three in the red zone because Justin Fields is bad and missed a wide open touchdown. Like yep. that was not a win to be happy about. The Commanders posted like a, a victory celebration video after that game. Like that's pathetic. Like it was, they did not do anything. They just they were the less worst team.
1: I think. Oh, so their next four games that you talked about. By the way, that Philly game is Monday Night Football. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's a Manning cast game. I I haven't been in on the Manning cast this year. Um, but whatever. Um, I, I know this sounds strange, but like of these next four games, I think the Packers one's the most winnable one for Taylor Heineke. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like
2: could be, I don't, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, the Colts, I still don't buy the Colts. I mean,
1: we've mentioned vibes. The vibes are awful in green Bay. Like the vibes are really bad. I mean,
2: Tampa and green Bay, man, these old quarterbacks. Well,
1: it's almost like these old quarterbacks who made everything about themselves and you know what I mean? Took total like center of attention, you know, maybe, you know, maybe not the best idea, but, um, Okay. So, um, I mean, they're losing at least two of these games, right? They're losing to Philly. They're losing Minnesota. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, I'm never betting on the Colts. I'm never betting on those frauds. So, um, I really don't know how that's going to go. Okay. So I have one last thing and then I don't know if you have anything else. So, um, I've tried very unsuccessfully to start like an award or a thing here on the mix of every week, but I think I found one that can stick. Um, okay. so, we, by the way, always encourage people to subscribe to your preferred team's podcast. And leave a rating, write a review. Go to a different one. Leave a rating, write a review. You can say whatever you want, but just leave a five-star rating. And go subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show. If you like listening to Brandon and I together, every Friday, we're on with our good buddy, Rob Stets, Greer. We preview every single NFL game. We also react you know that to Thursday season, by
2: the way. I don't know if you remember that part of the bet. but I, said I do remember the, that. Okay
1: um i'm i'm gonna throw this one away and just do a new one if that's fine like i don't want to you know i mean like the the tape's gonna like wear off so i'll I'll make a new one don't worry
2: well tweet at rj if maybe if enough eagle sands bully you you have to do the shirt for friday
1: i just don't know that i'll have time to get the shirt Mm. like it's just you mentioned it we like you know
2: if you want to let your birthday's today your
1: your birthday's today my birthday's this week you know what i mean so like it's a busy week you know it's all i'm saying um but at the very least i will have this sign um did you stretch the hoodie out oh it's finally hoodie season like i mean it's so great um but so my my um petition is that we we offer one nfl thing as a preview of the look ahead to encourage people to go subscribe to the explanation nfl show. we we touch on something that is not necessarily nfc East no feeling. i
2: disagree well it's the I NFC's, just wanted to get your, it's the only division that matters baby. okay
1: i wanted to i wanted to get your thoughts on this then there's okay. a one-time thing one one-time thing um so the nfl owners meetings are happening right now actually while we're sure. on And um, an NFL spokesperson said uh, um, that they anticipate the Sunday ticket deal uh, to be on pace to be done by the calendar year and that it is a product that is ripe for innovation. There have been a lot of conversations about Sunday ticket going to like Apple or some sort of streaming platform or whatever the case may be. We obviously watch a lot of football. Football is our life. The NFL is our life. So like what are your thoughts as a consumer like because everybody's kind of in this boat in this pickle. Like what do you do? What do you get like I'm, this is an interesting conversation to have
2: in terms of like the service like what do you what
1: do you what, what do what's... you hope for? What do you what do you hope happens with the Sunday ticket because I don't think any of us wanted to stand realistically
2: TV. or like in an ideal perfect world. Because I mean, with, a, with, if with an injection it.
1: of reality, right? Like, I think it's fair to presume it's going to end up on some sort of streaming platform. Do you want it to end up on like an Apple TV? Like, is that the, the like, if it leaves direct TV, if something changes, what's the, what's the best, most practical change?
2: Something I already subscribed to would be really nice, I would say. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a, big, a lot of big thoughts on this because I don't like watch, I watch the games locally. Or I'm there for the home games. So I don't like this doesn't impact me as much. So I can't really speak to a ton of I'm not out of market. Um, I'm not out
1: of market either. But I mean, again, it's like somebody who watches it, like I think like Amazon Prime's been like as far as the distribution of the game it's been fine like annoying, i mean i i mean like i'm not talking about the broadcast and the crew and everything like that but like, the, oh, not that. The...
2: like that, that it's on a stre- exclusive streaming I just well that's,
1: that's what stupid. this is going to be like <laughs> that, then that's your take that's your thought like okay. you want it on
2: netflix i mean you know yeah. um something i have something very convenient to me yes i think but also like i don't know I, this is, I mean i guess a lot of people have amazon which okay fine but like i don't know it's just not even i don't know i don't have great thoughts on this. Did you I watch any of many
1: things Did this. you did you watch any of the MLB games on Apple TV this season?
2: No, I don't have Apple TV, so no. I mean, it was this, fine. this is too much. This is the point of all of this is it's too much. Everything's going to be on something. It's like how how are people supposed to do this? like How are they supposed to subscribe to everything? That's like, that sucks. It's dumb. Um, it's I funny. agree, it's all about There's no, of course, it is I, again. Enough. Like, look, but
1: like, every single person is having this discussion, right? Like, well, what's best? What should I subscribe to? What should like so that's what I'm saying. Like, you should we watch me, a lot of footballs. So I'm just giving your take doesn't on make
2: it. Sense. You need to be able to watch like games. Like, <laughs> I just don't get it. I will say, it doesn't seem like good for the health of the sport either. Like, you're making your w- game less accessible.
1: I will I actually think I disagree that it's less accessible, the ticket specifically, than it currently is. I don't have Directv, so I don't have the Sunday ticket. Um so I have FUBO. This isn't an ad. I just love it a lot. And so um I you have the red discount for Z- BTV 15 15. <laughs> so um no, but you can't do that at righteousfond.com for there delicious
2: craft jerky and built on or uh, any BN fifteen 15 percent for righteous
1: Yeah. Uh, so um like when the Cowboys aren't playing I watch the Red Zone channel with Scott Hansen right and when the Cowboys are playing obviously I have that game so I'm good to go um but I would appre- what I don't like about the ticket um and I don't need the ticket in in terms of like being able to watch like a Chiefs game that's out of market for me. But I don't like that you have to have direct TV. You have to have a contract with them. You know what I mean? Like, so if it is on Apple TV, I do think that's better. I think if you're an Eagles or a Cowboys fan who lives somewhere not in market, I know Eagles fans hate those people. um, But like, I think this works out better for you for whatever cable service you do or don't have. Because if you don't have to be locked into a cable contract, I think that's the best way for this to be. I think that opens more doors for more people all right i'll give you the final word it could be three words three colors three animal sounds whatever you want brandon
2: well you know i'm a man of many hats rj so it's time that i change my hat to one i'm sure you will appreciate as you see my bald head very quickly to
1: oh did um did you tell people did you tell people what stats wanted you to do if you had if the eagles had lost yeah that was too far
2: i know well i mean i don't care i'm not I'm not ashamed of being bald. It's no, just, but like he, but like that,
1: that's a permanent thing. He wanted you to ride it in Sharpie on your head. Like that's a really, you know, you would have had to have washed it. Like that would have been complicated. That's yeah, that really was too
2: much. Months. What the heck, stats? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm making him like jump in a lake or anything. Uh, I did, you, uh, I did release right. on that that if uh, the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Well, I didn't actually officially agree gr- to that. I said I, I'm considering it. I will finalize that with him at some point. I just want to make him have to root for the eagles which i guess he doesn't care about a ton necessarily although i'd love to get to a situation where it's like eagles 49ers championship game and then he has to root for the eagles if he doesn't want to jump in a lake i think Um, he does um care about the eagles stats is kind of like this closet eagles fan he is really because he likes me because i'm great uh Mm -hmm. anyway uh the eagles hat is on the circus survive eagles hoodie is on because the eagles beat the dallas cowboys and are still undefeated at six and oh can we hear rj will you do an eagles chant for me no i
1: i uh, should sure, you i would have done it if you had made those the terms of the bet i actually thought that the bet was going to be like i would have to sing the song or something like that i would have rather that's what we did last
2: year but, but this was much better
1: like the sign thing and the article are totally fine like i don't i would have not because the song could live forever somebody could clip it well
2: the article's going to be really good i can't wait for that because and, i'm a really good
1: writer right
2: well i mean in terms of like the cowboys fans on btb not understanding like the the angle and the podcast be like what the, what the hell is this or I mean, like oh, you're you're gonna get emails because people do this all the time where like they don't get the context and they're gonna be like why are you praising the eagles you, you suck you people suck, sucks
1: people all the time on every team site at SB nation will completely. They'll read the headline, scroll past the body of the article that has it's the my t- answers bro, to everything that they you know want to say. Yes, I have. Uh,
2: what is, please tell it to us. No, you have to look at it. You have to go to my Twitter account.
1: On Twitter and Instagram at Brandon gotten on Twitter and Instagram. Tease, at RJ. RJ Ochoa. Um, actually speaking of teas, I, I, this is the right way to end. Give people you, Brandon the birthday boy. Um, two reasons why they should listen to the espionation nfl show on friday between you me and rob stats the
2: two reasons are i'm there and that's all the reason you need mm. happy birthday to you happy birthday
1: to you you know, to happy birthday dear brandon I think it's Michael Jackson's legacy uh, Happy birthday to you! Yeah!
0: (laughs) More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder.